Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, Halflings, Jasper here with a quick update before we get into this week's episode, because we have some new patrons to thank. They are currently making use of all of the extra goodies that you can get over on our Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Halflings if you want to find out more about that. But for now, we want to say a huge and heartfelt thank you to Vince, Casey, the incredible Jericho Rose, Naomi, and Isaiah. Uh, you are all fantastic. Thank you so much for your support. It is currently the only way we fund the show, and it really, really does mean a lot, and is enabling us to make this show even better. You're all awesome and fantastic. I hope you have a wonderful day. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, halflings! It's me, Jasper William Cartwright. With me today, as always, is... Luyando Natinius now, but everybody... That is not my name. Luyando Natinius now, but everybody calls me you, Natinius. <laughs> I don't know who Newis is, but... What I feel like you're getting repetitive strain. Can can you start swapping the letters of your... Oh, no. Luyanda, Lunati, <laughs> Newis, no. uh, Liao? Liao? <laughs> I think I'm just getting repetitive straight. I think it's because I keep trying to say it faster and faster and faster, and that's actually just not possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's try a quick experiment. Let's try a quick experiment. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna drop you a beat, and then the beat will continue to get slowly faster. But (laughs) you just try and wrap your name over the beat. So okay, okay, in four penny, in four pound. I can't hear the beat. On mute. Hold on. Luanda Unati Lewis Nyao. 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 <laughs> we got some air horns in there. <laughs> 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 And with me, the incredible beatboxing, <laughs> uh, Jeremy Cobb. But Lil Miss Epic calls me J Store. Uh, a reference that I'm not sure if people will get outside of the academia in the United States. Do they it. use JSTOR in the U- There you go. Unati knows. <laughs> JSTOR is an internet database uh, for, is it articles? Yeah, journal articles. Yeah, of all yeah. manner. Um, uh, Jasper, you also had access to it at the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama. You may just never have used that feature while you were there. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm say it's safe to say Jasper has not used JSTOR. <laughs> I, I just get a non JSTOR vibe. Yeah, yeah. A, I, I have... When you said you use JSTOR, that made perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper was like, oh yeah, dude, I'm hardcore JSTOR. <laughs> Where do you yeah, think they got I... the J from? Not, not a clue. Yeah. Not a clue. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think they show you that one time in orientation on the first day and then everyone completely forgets that you actually have access to all of the journals. (laughs) Yeah. I, in high school and middle school, they kept showing us, they would have research days every year where we'd have to go to like the computer lab or the library and the, the librarian would spend like 50 minutes showing us all of these different resources that almost no one ever used referencing uh, you're giving me like you're triggering me like i'm getting hives i'm just remembering hours and hours of referencing on essays just oh, uh we yeah. have we have reached a hard veil and or a hard line and uh <laughs> so therefore we're gonna end this scene and move on roll theme song <laughs> oh my god this is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon <laughs> Full Prince vibe? Woof! Ha <laughs> ha! This makes them even more black! 
bitches and bitches. Lands in the cusp of a teaspoon. Oh, no. On a nat 20. No. You think this is just a game? That's disgusting and I love it. We're about to get into something real big now. I can say with uh, I can say fully with my chest that uh, even if someone had sat me down and explained it fully and properly and thoroughly, I still would have never looked at that. So uh, it's just not would my you vibe. have really needed to? Did you guys have to write much there? It's, no, it's a, it's a no. drama school. It was really Not bizarre really. that they even kind of showed it to us. Like we never really needed it there, but they, I I used to use it for my first degree. So just lots of how many degrees do you have? Um, I've got two degrees, one diploma. Working on a third one. Working okay. on a third degree. Damn. Um, what's a diploma in this context? Because as somebody, I've I've lived in the UK, but the only diplomas that I'm a, a familiar with that are separate from degrees are like at the at the A level level. Like you can get a diploma and stuff from like a college in the UK. Yeah, I mean, like it's called a diploma. Like I've got my FCP, like driver's license, my final Capo driver's license. The oh right! Yeah, oh, Final right. Cut Pro. Yeah. I heard like Final Cut Pro. Yeah, so Final Cut Pro. What's what's what I just said it. I just said That's it really funny. quickly, and I've got my South African accent back. So like, I've just been <laughs> doing loads of voiceovers, and they all want my South African accent. Does does uh do, does the South African accent drop T's? Because I was thinking it might have been an English thing. Um, they use a lot of. It's just like it's just that the, the mouth is just really relaxed and like really sl- sort of sluggish, mm. and the vowels just take over everything. But yeah. We use um, glottal stops in America as well, but I think we usually close our mouth at the end. So for like for our T's, we use glottal stops for most T's at the ends of words. But we like, for instance, but I didn't say but, but I said, nor did I say but. I said but by closing my mouth. Whereas in English, English, a lot like a lot of English accents say either but or but. But yeah. Uh. So. Hello, Hufflings. We uh, thought that today we would dig into... Uh, we had some uh, fun suggestions, actually, uh, over our Discord. So if you ever do want to suggest a topic, feel free to head over there and uh, give us a suggestion. Uh, but we thought we today we'd deal with conflict. Uh, and this can be in all forms, as there are many forms of con- conflict within... Uh, within D&D and that mm-hmm. could be conflict between a player and a DM it could be uh, between players themselves it could be between PCs and gelling a party together there is many different forms of conflict and in a lot of cases it can cause some icky feelings at the table and sometimes you want to get rid of it. it might not be extreme enough for you want to sort of like fall back on a safety tool but it maybe is something that needs to be addressed or mm-hmm. something that you might want to know before you start a campaign or or a story. And so we thought this would be a good place for us to go. So why don't we kick off, uh, guys, talking about uh, kind of like at the table conflict. So this could be a player to DM. So we're not in the narrative yet, but just sort of uh, how to hedge our way around that. My instinct is that normally seems to come from like rule stuff. Uh, although of course there's many conflicts that, that would, that would arise. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have any examples or any, uh, is any, uh, things that you've maybe even, even seen. Uh, well, there, this is an example. I have a story about shouting. I won't go into great detail. Uh, <laughs> 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 Odati and Jasper have both heard this story. Mm. Uh, I was, <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I Here once, it is. Here I once, it is. I won't tell the whole story now. I'll tell part of it, and maybe I'll meet the other bit, bits out over time. But I was once in a game in which uh, the DM uh, we were playing over roll twenty, which was not uh, that's not something that I use all that often. And the uh, I had used D and D Beyond to get access to like all of the different stuff from all the different books. So I was playing as an artificer. And the DM had not yet uh, gained access to the Artificer class via uh, Roll20. And there had been some tension in the campaign up until this point, but nothing like really like that I would call a conflict. But essentially, we were we had finally grown a level for the first time in this campaign. And while the DM was trying to work on growing the level, mine wasn't working. Everybody else's was, but for whatever reason, my character sheet just wouldn't grow a level properly. Uh, the DM spent like a good 20 minutes 
uh, trying to get my character to grow a level properly, I offered, I was like, hey, uh, I have access to this on D&D Beyond. I can just use that for the rest of the session and like, you know, so that we can just keep going because uh, I have my character made on there as well. And he was like, no, I hate D&D Beyond. Let's not get into that. <laughs> the yeah, reason for yeah, hate D&D Beyond yeah. made no sense. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the, the DM, uh, I was like, we kept waiting and finally the dm was like you're just gonna have to you're just gonna have to use uh you just have to use your your dnd beyond character sheet and i was like are you sure because it had gotten so tense that i was like look i will literally switch classes if it's going to be this much of an issue and i was like are you sure because i can and he literally went use dnd beyond and like yelled at me and the whole the whole uh group was like like he got really uncomfortable uh, and we just sort of, he was like, right, moving on. And like, we played out the rest of the session uh, and I've never had an experience like that. Like I, I had, I was not antagonizing this person. I hadn't been mean to this person, hadn't been disrespectful to this person. And he, he went from like a three to like a nine where it was just like whoa very quickly uh yeah just very abruptly it was an actual explosion uh and how i resolved that at least in the short term was by immediately after the session messaging the dm and being like hey can i call you (laughs) fully preparing to be like all right look I understand you may be stressed out, but this kind of treatment is absolutely unacceptable. If you treat me like that again, I'm quitting this game. But before I got a chance to say anything, the DM actually started apologizing profusely, uh, saying that it was not my fault, uh, that the, that he feels very bad, uh, and you know he loves having me in the game, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, in that particular case, we resolved that issue in the short term uh, by me confronting the DM about it. Uh, and had the DM not suddenly started apologizing, I wouldn't have gone in yelling at him. I would have just been very firm and said, look, I'm here to have fun. I didn't do anything to you that merited you treating me this way. That is unacceptable. If you treat me like that again, I'm going to quit like never again. And honestly, uh, if, if you're out there and something like this happens to you, you don't have to give them another chance if you don't want to, like you can just quit. That's absolutely fine. And honestly, if it's bad enough, you don't even have to wait till the end of the session. Like if, if, if he'd kept going, then it might've been like, well, we got to resolve this right now. Uh, but it's about, I think it's about knowing your worth as a person and just saying, look, I, it's not acceptable for a person to and, treat and keeping, yeah. and keeping hold of the idea that this is a game and we are here to have fun. Mm, and so therefore yes. there is no need to ever, ever for that kind of behavior to yeah. enter this, what should be ostensibly a safe space. Like it has to be a safe space. Yeah. I guess just also, it's, it's just basics like sort of setting boundaries, right? Like everyone has boundaries and there's certain social lines that you're not supposed to cross. And if and if we're beginning to cross social lines and that even has that goes beyond D&D, that's just like mm. if you talk to me like that mm. while we're out at a restaurant, I would have words with you. Do you know what I mean? Like there are the there are the basic social things that everyone's supposed to do in polite society. Yeah. And you just set boundaries around that stuff. And if you're a person who kind of struggles to do that um, verbally um, in that, like you struggle to express your needs in a in a in a in a conversation format with somebody know that it is perfectly okay to sit down and draft an email um mm-hmm. and state out your points like and if, and then if somebody chooses to gaslight you about like oh why didn't you just talk to me personally about it just explain to them that i struggle something that, yeah um in actually you don't even have to explain that to them just be like this is the chosen format that I would like to deal with in this. Like this is this how I would yeah. like to deal with this. That's I feel all. That's comfortable fine. talking to you. And I think this. Yeah. Uh, I think on that point as well, because I think, you know, uh, it was funny actually, we were having a conversation just off air now about the fact that me being so terribly British, I find it very hard to be straightforward and upfront with people because I get very anxious about, uh, uh, you know, upsetting someone or saying the wrong thing. And usually that ends to upsetting someone and saying the wrong thing. <laughs> so I get very kind of worked up about how I say things instead of just being straightforward. Mm-hmm. So like in there is there are scenarios in which you can uh you know ask for help ask for players help I think that you know had I maybe been in Jeremy's position and felt anxious about the idea of uh, saying something I could well have gone to a fellow player and just said hey did you see what happened you know and and you know I feel like if a player came to me say uh um 
you know, uh, Jeremy had asked me that, uh, you know, I would, I wouldn't, I'd feel a lot better going to the DM as removed, you know, and saying, hey, look, you can't say that. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not about me personally. So I don't think there's an issue going to a friend or someone else at the table and just checking in because that also will help to validate the the, the sensation you're having. Like if you felt that something's been uh, not been handled particularly well, like, or, you know, there's been a moment like that. Um, it'll be good to validate a that you're at the right table, <laughs> because if everyone else goes, oh, that was, that was totally fun. fine. Then <laughs> you should probably just leave. You yeah. know, that's like a you that know, that's like a, that's a get out kind of situation. Do you know what I mean? That's a situation where you feel like, oh, okay, the th- there's there's something in the basement that I need to be aware of, and I'm going to leave this group now. Yeah, um, but, but, it's, but it's, I think I would say if everyone in that game thinks it's fine, the next thing to do would be to go to somebody outside of the game and be like, yo, yes. hey, how does this sound? Just to make sure that this is not some weird one of those unfortunate situations we end up in where we're like i keep having problems in all of these dnd groups i've joined and it's the same problems every time and it's like well the only common denominator uh between each of these groups is you uh so there is theoretically the possibility that it is you but in this particular case oh sorry go ahead jasper i know i was gonna say failing all of that just ask one of us like we've got a pretty (laughs) good like i feel like we've got a pretty good read on stuff join the discord ask us join the discord ask the group like we've got some really wholesome and lovely people they will they will they will take care of you if you're (laughs) you're struggling (laughs) um and i do have to give a shout out to one of the players who did actually check up on me mid-game which then reinforced the fact like ah yes this behavior was out of line. Like they came, they were like, are you okay? Like they pri- messaging me privately. Just like, yeah, that's a clear indication that something is wrong. And I, and I think that raises a really, actually that raises a really good point, Jeremy, which is that as players, you have an onus to take care of fellow players as well, you know, as much as the DM, because I think that this is a group storytelling. Like we, I, you know, we often talk about trying to take some of the pressure and weight off of the DM because it's otherwise it's a bit of a kind of thankless task and you won't ever, uh, you know, you'll only improve the game by the more sort of input you have. And so I think that as a player, if you recognize some behavior that is straight up just not cool, it's fine to call it out. I think you absolutely should call it out, even if it's not directly implementing you. Um, you know, if you feel like someone's being treated unfairly or if you feel like someone's stepped across a boundary, absolutely you should uh, uh, you should call that out and you should check in with that person exactly like what happened with Jeremy because it will help to validate that, that experience and that feeling and 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 make hopefully make everyone feel that little bit more safe. Uh, I always feel good when, you know, people check in with me, whether it's as a player or as a DM, you know, like after a session and saying, oh, that was really cool or that didn't really work for me or, uh, you know, that made me feel a bit weird. Like, I want to quit your game now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That happens all the time, guys. A uh, lot of turnover in Jasper's games, folks. Yeah, it's it's wild. The only two that are still here is Jeremy Dinati, and that's because they kind of can't leave because we do a show together. Um, mm. But I don't know. He did threaten why. he would he would release all of the edited un all the unedited audio. <laughs> Uh, yeah uh, i've got dirt on you on, some on, on, really on strong yeah. political opinions some really strong yeah. wrong political opinions <laughs> have been expressed. But, but, i do not I mean, who, endorse the statement <laughs> for the record just to be clear unati has some hot takes <laughs> let me tell you some, and some she, piping hot takes and she is a big influencer with the amount of money that she currently oh, has the wealth that no. she is sitting on she is influencing global these jewels politics. have been ethically sourced. Let's just put it. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. No, we won't say. No. We won't say. How am I turning to Jeff no. Bezos now? I don't understand. Yeah. Luyandi uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hunati Lewis Bezos. I'm like, I'm like the most eat the rich person you could find. <laughs> uh, yeah, she is a you true robber are. baron. She's a true robber. Uh, That's incredible. Uh, <laughs> um. But I think that the, uh, uh, to talk back about the, the conflict, because I think that it's very, it can be very difficult sometimes, I think, to identify, because I think sometimes it can feel like uh, as a player, and I don't know if you have ever felt this, there is like a lots of like, there can be like lots of little things, which just kind of ebb away at you feeling more like comfortable at a table like i think that's also a valid thing that it doesn't have to be like some big blowout moment where the dm screams at you or something that sometimes like you know you like quite often it can feel like i don't know a a player a a dm just 
invalidating your character or the choices that you make or whatever and that can feel very personal like you know um you know i find in games that i play in all the time i find it very kind of uh difficult sometimes when i've made a decision and it goes like wildly wrong i find it difficult to like then separate that uh um you know, afterwards and upon reflection and whatever, I obviously come round to it, etc. But um, I think that the the that's when the group then can support you and do you know what I mean, hold you and make you feel you know. Uh, uh, and usually, you know, you come round, you oh, that was actually really entertaining, or do you know what I mean, whatever. And it's it's all a good laugh. Um, but like I remember when I first started playing Jeremy and that experience of like when I I fully whiffed as I jumped out of a tree. You know, and everyone like uproared in laughter, and I remember being like, "Oh man, I really screwed up." Oh man, like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, you know, geez, but Rick. Then, oh, geez, oh, oh no, Rick! Like, I honest to God, it's so funny that R- Morty genuinely lives in my head sometimes. Like, <laughs> just, there is fully a Morty inside my brain that's just, like, "Oh no, what'd you do that for?" Oh no. Oh, um, but that's when the, the, the you know that you have the support of people around you, and and I think uh, we, you know we've said it a few times already. Like knowing the group that you're in, knowing the players that are around you, and trusting them is like a big part of that. And I think if you if you ever really find yourself questioning whether there is a supportive group around you, like I feel like that's the first red flag. Do you know what I mean? For me, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like if you, it, I would. Uh, it, it, it would sign. be worrying for me. Yeah, it'd be worrying for me if I ever find myself going, is this group, like, you know, I've, are we aligned in our, like, feelings, do you know what I mean, towards certain things, etc.? Then, you know, uh, and that could be difficult if you haven't had discussions before the game, etc. Yep. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do you guys have any experiences of, of because, like, yep. uh, that slow <laughs> ebbing away of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I've been I... pretty fortunate. You go ahead, Jeremy. Because <laughs> I feel so, like you got a lot on your chest. So yeah. <laughs> this is Jeremy's. Uh, this is well, this is Jeremy's therapy. It, it wasn't meant to be, but it has very quickly <laughs> devolved into me just telling stories uh, about the same campaign. So before before any actual yelling occurred. I think the first red flag, not the first red flag, the second red flag was when I created my character and the DM. Now, this was a really cool thing. I think I may have mentioned this or something like this once on the show before, but the DM, once everybody had created their characters, wrote like in-character backstories for everybody, uh, which... Which on paper sounds like a good idea. I think where the DM went wrong is they never actually consulted the players on Mm -hmm. what they were putting in these backstories. And so before I had ever even, I did not know most of the people in this game going in. And before I had ever even gotten to play my character or met even the other players, uh, my character was in a romance with one of the other PCs that I I never met their player. I knew nothing about their character. Uh, This was, because it was written in the first person, it was like the personality was completely unlike what I would have wanted for the character. And it suddenly felt like a lot was shoved onto uh, my character by the DM because of how they conceived of it. And look, I am all for collaboration between players and DMs when creating characters, but this needs to be a conversation, not a lecture. And this was very much the DM being like, here, and I'm like, whoa, hey, uh, no, no, this is actually the opposite uh, of a lot of what I would have done. Uh, I don't like this person. I mean, look, this is an entertaining character, but I don't want to play them. This is not who mm, I, my character yeah. is. Uh, mm. And it's now canon now for how I met some of these other characters. And like I had to have a conversation and the DM kind of budged a little bit, but I basically just ignored most of what was in the backstory. Yeah, uh, which yeah. is not where you want to be because you want to be able to emotionally invest in, 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 like, you know, in the character, etc. Yeah, and one um, other player in that game actually told me later that they had they had basically had to change their whole concept of the character to a degree because of what the DM had written in their uh, their particular oh, uh, no. backstory. No, and they had a different, no. a completely different image for the character in their mind. Now, they did a great job with this adjusted version of the character, but DMs have a conversation. 
Please have yeah. a conversation. The players there, are the there, ones there playing is, the characters. Yeah, you. there is one. There's one scenario in which I think that that is kind of possible, and I think it's almost a, a, a sort of what's happening with Wagadu in our campaign, which is whereby like you as a DM have now gotten to know us over the course of many, many, many hours of playing, and can make very informed decisions based on the kind of clues and things that we as players have dropped for you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And even then, I feel like you would a hundred percent be open to one of us just going like. I that little thing that you that 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 was that wasn't quite right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like there is maybe like uh that scenario. I think I've done it a kind of a couple times where maybe with a player we just haven't had time to flesh a certain thing out and we end up getting a little bit further in a story. So I kind of almost have to sort of wing a bit of backstory or something. But again, I'm only doing that uh uh with paying as much respect to whatever the player has brought to me in the first place. I'm never like going out like on on a basic description and writing i mean the romance for me that's like a big no no like do do not ever push and ship players together as a dm that's not okay that's a conversation that needs to happen that is definitely in triggery triggering territory for people yeah uh and you know just don't do it doesn't if the players want, it. if the PCs want to have a romance, and that's what the, that's the players yes, initiate, yeah. by all means. But I'm, I mean, if I've... you're going to introduce a romance, introduce an NPC, please. Yeah, Just say so introduce an NPC, not one of the PCs. I mean, I've on occasion because because sometimes in Fetland, like I have um, guest players. Well, they essentially fulfill the role of like narrative sort of drivers. Sometimes I need them to come in and just help along another character, like I said, who doesn't really have a backstory. So I'm using them. Um, it's it's facilitating a kind of narrative device for me that's quite open. Um, I'm happy to guess if that's what you're asking. Okay, cool. sure, sure. Yes. Awesome. Uh, I, I am, I'm assuming my invites in the yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm frankly insulted that I haven't been asked yet. It's yeah, yeah. Coming. I feel like just everyone calls. I'm, I'm, trying to get I'm now considering. I'm now considering that when uh, when I am inevitably asked uh, that I refuse. I uh, may refuse. What do you? Out of what protest. do you mean? You've had Brennan Lee Mulligan and Jeff Kanata on already, and not us. <laughs> just sorry. Just, what were you saying? No, just my mate. But I mean, I, I only then have I kind of like been like, these are the things that I kind of need your character to do. The rest is yours. Like I don't really care who your character is. I don't care what class they are. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just kind of be like, um, you might want to go for variant human or changeling, just because I don't know how I'm going to explain you in the world. But the, if you're anything else, but then one of my players was like, well. I, I want to be a Warforged. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to figure out how to put a Warforged in uh, this. But fine. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll do it. Mm. And then that's how a whole like little Full Metal Alchemist story came about, which helped me like not on the nose give one of my other players information about information about his backstory and move the intrigue forward. Like, but you mm. can you can kind of do that. You can, I'm like, I think like in that regard, like if you want, if you want to give a, a player that's maybe struggling with backstory or you want like a new player who's coming to join your campaign you're like you, you'd really be helping me out if you kind of just took these three little points and and just ran with them a little bit and then you leave them alone with 80 percent of the rest of the thing like you do not yeah. railroad an entire character <laughs> yeah because there's definitely scenarios where you go hey look my party really needs like an experienced cleric Danny, would you mind you, like just, just for a couple just, sessions just, just come in just and show them how it's just, just, just come on just come in and he- healing word you know just a couple times cure wounds <laughs> so they yeah. understand how those spells work yes please 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 um i just actually i did have one thought and that, and this is for uh dms out there who i think uh and i've fallen into this not fallen into it but like i fall into a scenario where like i might have been disappointed by an arc that i'd planned or something like that and i think i can understand the temptation for some dms to really kind of want to uh, mold the campaign a little more, uh, and 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 I think that that is perfectly fine and valid, but it has to be set out at the beginning so that again we're all kind of aware of the kind of campaign that we're hoping to get when we when we come into it because you know ninety five percent of the time I think games start because uh, someone goes oh i've got a really cool idea for this thing that i you know and i want to play this game with you guys uh, would you be up for it so most players come in thinking like i want to play whatever you want to present sort of thing so if you come in saying hey like i kind of i, I kind of want you to play like these characters because you have this you know grandiose idea of these four heroes and you know or you're doing like a lord of the rings retelling or a whatever like that's you can be in that scenario like you can be prescriptive and kind of almost just give the 
the the players like uh, characters like to act you know that's fine it's just a very different kind of campaign yeah. and it's something that you need to set out at the beginning so that you don't then fall into this like icky place of then telling the Weird. players everything and i think again like unati said once you've handed over the reins of the characters then, then you've got to trust the player like then you've got to trust the player your business. yeah 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 yeah, and, yeah then you've got to trust the player to run with whatever you found lovely them. stuff he was like his his voice mechanism isn't working which then had to get one of my other players involved to help him really tell the message it was great it made yeah, a great story yeah. and you never would have thought i would have thought of yeah, you wouldn't have come up with that. So it it, it, it enriches the game. How many times? I mean, how many times do you reckon we said? How many times? Between the three the of us, better. have we said it makes the game Shoot better or enriches the game? <laughs> Please make a super cut. Uh, yeah. Of every time we say, yeah, it just makes the game better. It, it turns out we've recorded like 700 hours of footage and it's 300 hours is just us saying that one, like a variation of that <laughs> Most phrase. of the episodes, like, most of what is cut is us uh, like repeating the phrase makes the game better in, with in blank, 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 uh, blank looks on our faces. It's, it's just really a, unsettling. The greater good type. Yeah, type. like that while Kilmer going consider the source. It makes the game time. better. It improves the game experience. Um, I think most of the most of most of these conflicts are pretty much uh, the majority of conflicts. I think that arise during a game are resolved via communication, clear, respectful communication. Um, whether if you are if first of all as a DM, you need to try and create. I think we've said this before. You need to try and create an environment in which players feel comfortable coming to you with issues that they may have with something in the game. Uh, but players, uh, even if the DM has not created such an environment, uh, in, a ca- in, that, in that situation, you may need to just advocate for yourself or uh, the players may need to band together to try and advocate. Yes, or a union, or a labor union. <laughs> yes, a labor uh, union. We the players union uh, <laughs> do not enjoy the amount of railroading and lack of attention to backstory that has been present in this campaign thus far. <laughs> I think that's, um, that's very funny. But when it sort of comes to like what I sort of do when it comes to to, to rules conflict at my table, um, which I've never really encountered that much, but I have two really like seasoned DMs at my table, which I very mm. much welcome. I'm like, please, <laughs> yes, please. I cannot know all things. Thank you. Um, and what I, but what I tend to do is. It's never, like, I have a little thing in my head that I've never used yet, and it's just a timer. Just go, if we're going to talk about this for more than three minutes, then we're Mm. done. Because we're not going to spend 15 minutes of of a three-hour session. And you decide to the DM, right? Hmm? You just decide. And and as a DM, DM. I just go, that's what's happening this session. You you can talk to me about it afterwards, and going forward, I will will do it the other way. But just kind of go, eventually, we're not going to derail into a 30-minute, like, debate about the rules when we only have three and a half hours to play because one player is in Singapore, the other's in Japan, two are in South Africa, and one's in, like, London, and the other's in Edinburgh. So, like, 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 what is that? Yeah, people need to go to bed. That's a puzzle. (laughs) What is time? What is time? This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. 
HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. I would say I would say on that, the um the rules thing is interesting because I feel like I definitely am a fast and loose with the rules kind of if if it's cool <laughs> if it's a rule of cool thing, then I'm like, Yeah, why the hell not? Like that's fine. I have let Dennis Colspring get away with some mighty if fun moves <laughs> just because I'm like, Yeah, why not? Hell yeah. But I think the one thing that I would say is it's about consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna change a rule or if you're gonna uh say something and 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 this is like this is a tricky one for a dm because you can not do this on purpose um and so be prepared the players might call you out on this and you could you know just hold your hands up and be like yep you're right i said that before in a previous session so we'll stick to that um but it's just about being consistent if you're going to change anything that that they're not familiar with or they don't understand then it's literally just about making sure that the next time that thing occurs it's the same thing so then you're not singling anyone out you're not like you're not causing a conflict by basically saying oh it's fine when they do it but it's not fine when you do it do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so there's there's but the the rules things can be can be tricky especially when you're playing with like a a whole uh you know zoom or table full of of dms you know it can feel like a landmine you're like oh jeez okay yeah. uh, <laughs> but i mean oh jeez rick oh, oh, I don't know, this game oh. <laughs> but but what i find, i've never had like really like aggressive rules lawyers at my table i just find like Har- um harry and and ellie are both just sort of like um i don't want to beat that and then they just like like just gently kind of go no that's not quite how that works and like explain mm-hmm. something and then it, and it's mm-hmm. I really don't mind if it takes thirty seconds or less I don't care yeah. it's not breaking flow of story I don't care if you come at me while I'm in the middle of a beautiful monologue between Shlaga Zulu and Mujaji the Rain Queen and I'm mm-hmm. bringing in my six warriors and then you tell me that they can't fly into the room that way then we're gonna have words <laughs> it's like no. Yeah. Well, hell yeah, that's an important one though. That is a that is definitely an important one because that has happened a few times, uh, whether as a DM or as a player, and you feel like you're just getting into the flow. Like, let people have their moments, everyone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Let people just take a set, take a seat, just listen for a minute. Someone's given a, you know, it doesn't matter if they're given a two minute monologue just to cast bardic inspiration. Let them have their thing. <laughs> you know about it. I mean, well, if it's a two, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah they're, 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 they're going to be like, listen. I'm talking like, I'm talking of like, you know, you're about to go into a big thing and you know And they've just like, really yeah. found some steam and they've got a good monologue yeah. going and they're figuring it. Just let the them do it. It's a triumphant moment for the character. Just let them have unless, it. Unless it is absolutely hilarious, in which case derail it. <laughs> yes. By all yeah. means. <laughs> yeah, absolutely eviscerate. No, 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 don't definitely don't do that. Uh, <laughs> don't do that. As a DM, it, it can be very funny when it's sad, but it's also very funny when a player does something like a really epic piece of RP and then the role just utterly flubs. Uh, yeah. And it's like, cool. So you do all that and. you you trip over on the way to getting to saying it like you know it's like i i I often find that's something that i will be quite lenient on like not lenient but like i will like heavily lower a dc uh or i will like kind of mentally okay like okay i'll give them some of us like a plus five here if i feel like they do something particularly just because you want to reward good role play do you know what i mean like i don't want to be like oh sure you completely failed to persuade them even though you made an incredibly convincing argument argument. do you know what i mean like it it makes logically less sense that they would not go do you know what i mean like then there comes a point where you kind of have to as a dm go okay there's a way you can make (laughs) the other thing is that you just lean in and make that part of that person's character like this person has made an incredibly good argument and this np they roll too low and it's like okay the npc is honestly just kind of a jerk like this npc is a bit of a fool 
Yeah, we have that's actually a, a very good in this person. Yeah, that's a that's a very good uh, that's a very good way around that potentially. Um, um, I, I wanted to say on the on the topic of conflict. Okay, so rules conflict is one that is definitely as we said that that's something that needs to be a conversation. I think up front. Um, I think as a DM, you it's possible to lose the trust of your players if you change things around and play too fast and loose. In ways yes. that seem inconsistent and potentially unfair. Uh, and that's where you run into real problems. Because then you'll have a situation where the players now are like following your every move. Like I, I was in a game one time where it didn't. It seemed like. Well, no, it became clear that the DM was not keeping track not only of initiatives, but also of, of HP for characters. And so the whole group started tracking HP, like how much damage we had done. Because it and it became like this really tense thing because every time we're in combat, we're like feeling like the DM is gonna try and swindle us uh, mm. by trying to manipulate stuff to make basically make battles artificially harder. Mm. Uh, and that was that then like it create it hurt the game as a whole because now every com combat and not just combats, but if they'll do it in this area, what if they'll do it in other areas? And it becomes mm. a situation where people the meta gaming is it's not even really meta gaming necessarily because it's like you're playing the game that has been set out before you mm -hmm. um if everything in this world double crosses you you're going to have the idea that like everything is going is potentially a foe and people are going to be a lot more a lot less trusting and more difficult to play with and it's going to ruin the moments of like, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to want to like do an investigation check to see if you can find like a shortcut or a, do you know what I mean? Because you're just like, well, it, we're just going to end up still going the long way around or do you know what I mean? Like you've, I feel like part of the, the biggest part I find of the DM's job is that because you plan your route, right? Like you plan an idea of kind of where people are going to go. Mm -hmm. The biggest part and the biggest struggle of a DM is how do you sufficiently reward players for good play? Um, and uh, you're absolutely right. It completely undermines that uh, the, that happening. Uh, if you're just going to basically turn around and go, yeah, well, you did a really cool thing, but you know, you still suck. Like, <laughs> like if you so, it's like, just so I pointless. I once rolled a nat 20 on, on convincing someone of something. And it was like, it was a, it was, and the DM still had a bad thing happen. Uh, yeah. and it was just like, oh, what? No. And it was just because no. they wanted it to happen. And it, yeah. it, it, there was like, it, I think with my whatever it was, it was like deception or something. I got like a 28. And the, D, the, the NPC I know did not beat that. It doesn't like, so have I a plus it. eight to well, insight. Well, the DM even like... said that I had passed. So like, for that to still happen was like, oh. And it wasn't like a logical thing off of what I had said. What I had said should have stopped this thing from happening. And it just created this moment of like, oh, okay, mm. well, I guess uh, I guess that didn't matter then. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and I, and I, like, I really do believe that like rewarding uh, players is a more enjoyable experience for a DM than having the thing that you've planned come off. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I would much rather in that scenario be like, hell yeah, you saved that, you know, you did the thing and you like, do you know what I mean? Like, hell yeah, that happened. That's so much better because it's, it's, it, it's going, they're going to invest the more that you do that, yeah. you know, as opposed to then it, it just being constantly you telling a version of a story. Because uh, I mean, otherwise you might as well just go write a book. Exactly. <laughs> like, are you a narrator or are you, are you like the other player, right? Like, what do you mm. want to be? If you want to be the narrator, then write a novel. Yeah. You might even in the short term feel like it's going to hurt your campaign, like to have your players do something cool that here's an example, actually, from one of my own games. So there was a changeling who had infiltrated the staff of an establishment where most of the PCs worked. And this changeling had turned on the rest of the group during a big battle, killed one of the PCs and was in the process of fleeing. And they, this NPC had cast, this changing and cast darkness and was like running through. So everybody has disadvantage on all their attacks against this person. Well, they, they, they had already been hurt once, but Unati rolling with disadvantage, Unati's character <laughs> with a guiding right bolt, <laughs> with a guiding bolt still hit them. And 
like destroyed them. Like the amount of damage was like way more than they had left. And so I have to be, part of me is like, oh man, I really wanted this changeling to escape because now I have another piece that I can use in any number of ways. And it creates Mm -hmm. this sense of like this pervading sense of paranoia. Like they could be anywhere. We can't trust anybody. Well, here's the thing. Uh, She rolled fair and square. She beat the AC. She killed him. You gotta, you gotta give it to her. You gotta give it to her. And by letting that happen, everybody was like, yeah, like the whole thing, you know, it was such a triumphant moment. Unati is, is straight fangirling for herself right now. She's squeeing with excitement right now in the, while we're recording this. Uh, and that just lets you show that it was a better decision to <laughs> people actually have fun. People play mm. the game to feel awesome. They don't, they don't, most people do not play Dungeons and Dragons to feel like a doofus. Like you don't want to be a chump. You want to win or like be cool. And if a person fair and square does something cool, let them do the cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. got to happen. And, it's and just, it, absolutely. And look, cool stuff has happened since then. Like the, it, it, that change did not derail the campaign. Like, people are still yeah. having a good time, uh, and there's still a lot of story potential and stuff. Yeah, that I yeah, I think that's that that sums up up pretty well. And I think that again, just as you know, uh, try, just listen to your players, mm. like find out what your players like, find out what makes them tick, try and give them more of that, and you'll have less conflict to your table. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then kill I, it, and and then you'll have more drama. Yeah. Yes, give them yeah, what they want, the and they then like. destroy it. Yeah. Um, uh, so moving on, I think, because uh, I think we've covered quite a lot of uh, at the table uh, experiences. Uh, if you have any kind of examples, uh, then absolutely like let us know, because I think that, um, you know, we are limited to our own experiences and what we have seen, etc. So it'd be, it would be interesting to know of what other experiences people have had um, where, you know, because even again, it can just be small tensions. And sometimes uh, a lot of times uh, for me, I know it, it's probably just like something you're perceiving but not everyone is feeling and so it's always good to talk to people and uh, about those sorts of things um but moving on to like in campaign like in like kind of character to character tension because i think this is an interesting one i know that you've got an ongoing issue with this at the moment jeremy uh with one of your pcs oh, I'm, yes. I'm pretty sure you were telling us about yes, this one yes, of your PCs yes. and the party just disliking that oh. um, i have i have some examples of this and this was this was mostly this was a DM blunder, like a full DM blunder, whereby be cautious and careful of where and how you introduce players to your party. This is a big <laughs> piece of advice that I would give to you. Is this is I this think, the Dennis incident? Where yeah, well, this is the, this is the the, the wild spark. Dennis. Yes, that's yeah, what it's I involved yeah, Dennis. Dennis yeah. and wild spark. Um, and it is because, uh, and I think often there is, I often think starting a campaign or introducing new PCs to a, an established campaign is a very, very difficult thing. It's kind of easy if you know they're just going to be dipping in for a session, because I feel like the general idea of the players is like, okay, they're not going to be here for super long. So like, let's just kind of get to the bit where we get to have fun. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I think if it's in like a someone you're bringing in as an established character, then you're sort of asking them to re-slot in and to be a part of the the party and 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 etc and so honestly i would like if you're starting a new campaign or like if you and you haven't dm'd before i would really recommend looking up uh like starting character like starting arcs and journeys like if you don't want to just do the everyone meets at a tavern you've all got a, a pint of ale in your hand because the thing is the reason why that's such a trope right is because it's a it's a very easy way. It's a low threat situation where everyone uh, is in a, uh, every player is in a scenario where they probably can relate on some level to being in like a fun, friendly social situation. And you just get to talk to, you know, the other PCs, you know what I mean? Because they happen to be sat across the table or across the bar or they're the barman or whatever it is. There's a reason why the tavern works. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't want to do the tavern, I really recommend looking at what other people have used because if you introduce the players in a high tension sort of situation, you've either got to be make it so that they will not survive without each other, or you are likely to run into conflict. Um, <laughs> because tell the story, Jasp. Tell the story. <laughs> You're dancing all uh, around it. Just jump I, in, buddy. I am. I, I, am, I am. I'm doing it. I'm doing. It. Oh, jeez. I don't want to tell them about oh. the story, Rick. Oh no. If you don't, I will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My fingers um, on the button. No, Rick, no, no, uh, so, uh, yeah, we, uh, 
uh, we, we had I'm a the Rick to your Morty. I think hundred percent, a hundred percent. So basically, we had an established campaign where we had three characters, and I tried foolishly. I think I introduced two characters in, yeah, this in one, one session. session. Yeah, in one session, and like looking back, I am like, what an earth. <laughs> <laughs> so basically one of my characters wild spark had come in uh come to me and said basically like he wants to play like a full sherlock holmes and the thing is i will say about pete is he is uh one of my favorite and loveliest friends but man does he commit to a bit mm. and like he came in and was like i'm gonna play full sherlock holmes like all of the good bits and all of the bad bits so he came in as this tabaxi rogue who uh basically he like a full min max the hell out of his character so that it has he has like a 26 to like passive perception or it's like stupid like plus 12s or something already um so just doesn't miss a trick and super hard to get along with and in my head i was just like ah oh, this was still my again this is my first campaign i hadn't run like another campaign before this and i just thought oh pcs just get along that's how it works <laughs> and so i was like okay cool you're sherlock holmes let's have a murder that you have to solve and so what i did was i took one of the npcs that all of my pcs and one in particular was very very attached to and i very unceremoniously killed them outside of the pc's control completely there was nothing they could do about it it was like a big like they basically just woke up in the middle of the night and was like oh you're like one of your best friends is dead now yeah and then this sherlock holmes turns out and is a complete asshole just like look i'm gonna solve this you don't even need to get involved and literally the whole party was like i, I mean i want to kill him <laughs> and, and and it was a very hype and the, and this is the thing that i didn't account for which is that the other players everyone bought their a game that session like i remember as a dm i was so panicked that i didn't enjoy it at all but looking back i was like that was a that was so, one hell of a session it's a really good uh, i don't know whether people enjoyed it but like it was one <laughs> hell of a session i liked it it was cool very memorable <laughs> because very because memorable. the thing is everyone committed to the scenario that was at hand which was one of our close friends one of our close allies has been killed in the middle of the night and this incredibly arrogant guy shows up and is just seemingly pushing people's buttons on purpose in much the same way that Sherlock Holmes does. And the thing I didn't account for is the emotional reaction of Jinxon. So Johnny, the incredible guy behind our music, plays a character called Jinxon, uh, who, and he met, uh, has been friends with this character for a long time. It was a character that I played in a previous campaign. It's a whole thing. And he is like this fun-loving bard. And do you know what I mean? And the, it was the craziest thing. He committed to this so hard where I was like, oh my God, Johnny's actually pissed off. Like he's actively, I really questioned. I was like, I don't know if Jinxon's pissed off or Johnny is pissed off that I've killed his best friend. And he just went like, nope, I'm going to go and find this person whoever did this and I'm going to kill them. I walk out. I literally was like, I walk out into the street and i was like oh but we haven't even said hello to the other two people that oh god okay <laughs> and so uh, and so it was just me scrambling for like three hours uh until it culminated where basically they had uh they had tracked down on a boat uh the the they what they thought was the source of uh of the the killer or had something to do with the killer they're like right we're gonna go to the boat and jinx was it i'm gonna go to boat boat and sink it and i was like oh geez okay cool and then wild spark basically got them was like no 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 we categorically shouldn't sink this boat because we need to search it for clues uh and jinx was like if you get in my way i'm gonna cut you down and dennis was like yep i'm gonna back him up and so we just fully rolled initiative on PvP for these two characters yeah. who I introduced for their first ever session with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was act. I will say what also did it for Jing or for Dennis was that mm. Dennis came from a from the Wu Tang Clan, a clan of people who are secret, uh, very secret that no one knows about almost. And Dennis, that's like part of like Dennis wouldn't tell people where he was from. He wouldn't tell people why he could speak telepathically, even though he's a halfling, like all this stuff. And somehow this dude shows up and knows not only that Dennis can speak telepathically, even though Dennis has never done it in his presence, but he also knew about Dennis's clan. And like that was like on Dennis's radar, like I got to take this dude out. Like yeah. <laughs> there is a leak right now yeah. and this is and, this is a threat 
So any excuse, I will end this man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And literally, it, and it, and it, it fully was. I had to do a Deus Ex um, pet moment where basically they were all fighting on the back of this, um, uh, on the back of Jinxon has a pet Drake um, uh, called Lianthi and basically got to the point where the Drake was just like, I have had enough of this and just throw, threw them all off of like her back, alerting everyone on the boat and kind of breaking up the dispute. So they had to kind of take care of what was happening on the boat and then sort of came to a more, like a mutual standing afterwards. But the, 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 the big lesson, I think, for me here was partly like, okay, you need to be conscious of uh, player balance. And so, and this has been one of the hardest things about introducing Wildspark's character because it's so broken. It was really hard for me to balance then making the other party feel like they had agency and control. And because if he rolled a history check, he was probably going to roll like a 20, you know, because he never uh, rolls below uh, a 20 or, or, on investigation and perception. Like he he rolls well yeah. on them as well. In addition yeah. to his like plus 11. He also oh, yeah, rolls really well on all of those. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it, uh, it, yeah. there's a there's a real yeah, lesson yeah. to be learned about A, how you introduce characters, B, uh, how you kind of reward characters. And now I've started, so now I've had to really up my game as a DM and I go, there are some details that are necessary for narrative. But like into PC conflict, though, is a tricky... That's going to make him feel like he's getting something... Like gelling a party is tricky. Do you know what I mean? It's not... Yeah, for me, it's been like with this with this latest one, we're getting closer and closer. Part of it is that the players themselves want to be a party at some point. So mm. like they're willing to because let's see, let's be real. There's any number of choices in most situations that a PC could make realistically. So they're nudging. A lot of them are nudging their characters in that direction. Uh, so like the the player of this particular PC is like, he he's like taking this uh he's taking this approach where he's trying to convince the agency he works for to start working more in the areas that the the rest of the party lives so that he can be like uh because he's like oh look the people in this region hate us they don't respect us at all we gotta go in there and then uh i am like ah yes yes and also we can get tax breaks for the stuff we're doing in this part of the world and it won't be that big of a commitment of manpower and cost on our part let's do that and then he's like sure and then like it is built into like so now he's trying to open uh he's got like a task force that he's trying to open in that particular in their area uh so that he could be like i'm in your area i know the first two numbers sorry i had a death grips moment there um anyway the, the, he he's it's like we're nudging in that direction yeah. and then i'm trying to put more stuff in to be like hey maybe you guys can get involved with some of his associates so you have more excuses to talk to each other but it's like mm. it's, a, it's a group effort but i mean just sort what's of, really resonated is just kind of giving me somebody to hate more than i hate him andre can <laughs> yes. die as far as his i'm brother. concerned his brother Andre. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I see. I see now why you're the way that you are. You have to live with that. So okay, you get a pass. What's really, for now. what's really great about it is Andre. Almost all of the most hateful things that he said have been when he's only talking to his brother. But everybody else hears it. <laughs> so everybody else like all the not the other pcs but the other players and they're like oh this guy this guy so when he finally shows up and meets their characters they're all already like they've got the knives out like ready to jump in there and so even the slightest bit of disrespect from his end just hits way harder <laughs> I mean, like, that is legit a good piece of advice. Give them something else to hate. Like, or give them something else to squabble about. Like, that is... Redirect. I mean, that's the only that's Redirect. the only way that, that we resolved the, that conflict with what you and Wildspark was that you found a, a, a bad guy that was Yeah, exactly. Yeah, worse. you redirected it. It's like, okay, cool. We have to work together to kill this guy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And now we're on mostly good terms. He, I think at this point, he's planning to potentially have to take my character out uh, as I become more and more Lex Luthor-like. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's definitely uh yeah there is definitely a power struggle there um but i think there's like a bunch of uh of different ways to negotiate potentially like player uh you know or pc uh conflict i guess and like 
I think common goal is a very good one. Um, you know, naming, uh, just deciding as a DM that both of their mums are named Martha. That's really good, I've heard. One of the best <laughs> plot twists, I think, universally loved. One of the most universally loved and praised plot twists. Is... Uh, before you cancel TV Halflings on Twitter, I want to let you know that we are being as satirical as possible. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Unati yeah, is actually walking anymore. off of... Yeah, Dad. she's walking. She's gone. She's, she's leaving. Unati's gone. She's leaving. No. She's taking the headphones no, off. No, no, no. She's out. Uh, this, is, uh, this is the first time ever hearing of somebody not liking that twist. Uh, I've heard nothing but praise from every outlet. Uh, Roger Ebert came back to life just to give it two thumbs up. Uh, I, um... That's how good it was. Uh, I'm slightly concerned that the Snyder cut of Justice League has cost seventy million pounds. This just this isn't this just isn't what you've you said that there was just another movie in the cut that you just needed to re-edit. It doesn't cost seventy million pounds to re-edit a thing. Anyway, that's I digress. Uh, you can hey look if you're out there and you like the twist, that's totally fine. You're allowed to have that opinion. Um, but we at Three Black Halflings do not share it. <laughs> do we? We do not endorse that. Have message. there been? Have there been more that I've only of the DCEU movies that I've seen? I think two of them have been good. I think two. I think the only Which two that I thought were good <laughs> were Shazam and the first Wonder oh, yeah. Woman. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I didn't. I, I I liked two thirds, so I would say I like one and two thirds of DC movies because I the end of Wonder Woman, I was like. It, yeah, mostly it was, it was perfect, be- but it was overall pretty good. M- mostly it was just because they CGI'd the dude's mustache underneath the suit of armor and it just looked so stupid. I was like, I'm so out. I have been pulled so thoroughly out of this movie now that I am not, I- I'm actively not enjoying it anymore. <laughs> that was such a strong choice that you made to add a CGI mustache underneath this ancient, like, Greek god's armor. It was just. Man, that was a choice. <laughs> so strong but wrong. Like strong, Unati's political but... opinions. Dude! <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm so excited to see where the Jade lets that, lets that stay. I haven't That'll been be... specific about anything. <laughs> but it's dangerous! Have... <laughs> Someone's going to cut that together with something else and then boom, yeah. Unati's gone. She's cancelled. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Cobb does not endorse not only any of Unati's imaginary political opinions, but also any hatred that gets d- directed towards Unati for completely joke. Uh, not she never said anything that was offensive, but the, the a joke a that I am making life. right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's important in 2021 to clarify That's that. That's scary, but it, it is, is important, important to clarify that. <laughs> yes. Um, I th- actually though there is a there is a slight point actually I think and maybe this will be one of the last points that that we make. Um, uh, but which is that like I think. One thing that we have learned in 2020 is that the world is a bit of a, it's a very tense and scary place at the moment. And like, I think you do have to, as a player and as a DM, when it comes to a narrative storytelling game, need to be aware that there are, there are a myriad of different things that people might find difficult. Be open. Do not, you do not have to have learnt or be learned. Um, You know, I know I am not. I learn so much every single week we do this show and every single time we have a guest on, you know, I I kind of go, oh, right. Okay. That's something that I should have identified earlier, or that's something that I will now identify uh, sooner, you know, et cetera. So don't feel like you have to know all of the answers, but be prepared to listen and understand because like a lot of the time you will end up saying something or, or whatever, which will almost certainly cause someone some discomfort. Do you know what I mean? There will be things on this show that we have probably said or probably will say that might cause someone some discomfort. And all we can do is be open to the when that person then gives us feedback and hope that we create a, a, a safe enough community where, in which they feel comfortable to just be like, hey, you know what you just said? That was some bullshit. It's an opportunity to take an L and turn it into a W with time. Mm. You just got to take the L. Uh, recognize this is, and I've said this before, but um, especially for DMs, but also for players, um, consider the possibility that you are wrong. When somebody is coming to you with a complaint, consider that possibility and look through hypothetically, like treat it seriously and try and treat them with as much respect and consideration as possible because you never know you never, I mean, look, the fact is you don't know what you don't know in most cases. Yep. So uh, <laughs> yeah. like you can be unaware of the things that you don't know. Uh, yes. In 100%, in fact, uh, let me amend that. In 100% of cases, you don't know what you don't know. And in many cases, yes. you won't be aware 
of what you don't know. Yeah. Like that you don't know something. So be very careful to take those issues seriously and treat people with respect. And that will go a long way towards accomplishing what Jasper is saying, where if, if, if somebody does come to you with a complaint and you take them seriously, you're much more likely to have a good outcome than if you blow them off and are rude to them and mistreat them and that sort of, that sort of thing. Yeah, if you've if someone says that you, perhaps you have made a mistake, the first thing not to do is double down. I can understand the sensation of wanting to do that, yeah. right? I think it's a it's a defensive mechanism of just being like, "Well, I'm not wrong. No, 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 no. I'm definitely not wrong. You've you've just misinterpreted what I've said." Or do you know what I mean? It's very very easy to go on that kind of uh, thing. And people, you know, most people I know, I know I've done it in the past, mm. and I should have just been like, "Nope, shut up and listen." <laughs> you know, so it's it and uh you know because we actually as 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 a group and as a as a community and uh, and as a wider society have to get out of the habit of just like insta canceling someone for um you know making a mistake we have to invite them and give them the option to you know uh, uh take take owners uh, take ownership of it take the l you know what i mean and give them a chance to turn into a w but in every case obviously there are some things which are inexcusable like you know cheating on dice or something you know what i mean uh how dare you must be burned at the stake that's actually a good thing as well use the game log if you have any questions use the game log on dnd beyond dnd beyond just Uh, introduced this feature yes hell yeah roll on the site roll on the site and then everyone can see your rolls and everyone can enjoy those nat 20s and commiserate those nat ones do you know what i mean like take away that pressure of you know uh, uh, because also this is a this is a thing for me. Like I generally think I might have to start rolling on the thing because there have been times like in the last session we had like I was rolling nothing but seventeens and upwards. Like it was, it was crazy. Mooty's rolls are consistently outstanding. Like it, it, it's on a session by session basis. I would say like six out of nine sessions have been absolutely outstanding, but the other three have been total garbage. But like I as a player like. I get more tempted to fudge it down because I'm like, they're never going to believe that I've rolled that again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I remember there was, there was a session where you gave me disadvantage on two rolls and I, can, and I rolled two 15s and then like two 16s. Yeah. And I was like, they're just not going to believe that that happened again. <laughs> Should I just lie and take the L? <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you just give yourself an L. Yeah, like, just I'll just take this. Oh, jeez, Rick, I'll just take this. Oh, uh, just give me the L, Rick. Just give uh, me the L. Uh, Give me the L rig, it's easier to deal with. <laughs> um, um, but I really hope black people therapists have... right now. Uh, this really this really has been uh Yunata, you're next. <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're gonna therapize you next. Yeah, we got you. Because it's only it's been me and Jasper. That's true. It's been it's been uh one black therapist, two black patients. Yeah. Jeremy, you do genuinely look lighter in your seat after this episode. You look like you've shifted some. Uh, there's been some things that you. There's so much more. I can say. <laughs> you need. So much oh no, no. <laughs> I, I'm saying a little bit lighter. Like you look a little. You look a little. Ah, oh, just. Like, uh, oh, you just let go of some. You know, uh, you've risen in your seat a little bit. You know what I mean? Like the pressure's just not on you so much. <laughs> yeah, folks. Well, it, tell you what, I have. It's it's really the only. It's the primary D and D horror story that I've ever had, and perhaps it will be meted out in continued bits. Uh, yeah. Not ever. I want to be clear. Not everything that I mentioned was from that particular campaign in this episode. In fact, a lot yes. of it wasn't. Uh, so I will leave it to you guys to over time piece together the story of what happened with this campaign. <laughs> It'll be one of those things like <laughs> over the years, I just keep, or I just keep like, I just keep letting out little bits of what happened. But don't worry. But don't worry. What we will do is we will release the full thing as an adventure yes. on the DMs guild eventually. Yes. <laughs> the Snyder cut. It'll be <laughs> the full Snyder cut of what happened on that campaign. Uh, wow. I think that's a perfect note on which to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the worst possible note. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but uh, thank you for, for listening to this. Please feel free to tell us uh, if you've had any instances. Uh, tell us how you dealt with it. If you found any particular ways that are useful of dealing with conflict, uh, especially in instances where pre-established rules uh, were not in place, because I think we've, we've sort of covered what to do before a game. But obviously, I think a lot of the examples we're talking about are when situations arise, you know, having not maybe had that conversation beforehand. 
so we'd love to hear from you hit us up on the discord uh, there'll be a, as always there'll be links in the description below um and uh, we will see you next week uh so long shire folk so long shire folk